Well, I hope you recognize that theme song. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. Uh, Right there in Madison, South Georgia, Valdosta, anywhere you're driving on the interstate, as long as you can get this signal, we pray that you will take time with us out of the busyness of your life to get into the eternal Word of God and consider things beyond the earthly veil, the earthly realm. You know, this life is a very, very short life. It is not long at all. The scripture said three score and ten is given to man. That's the median level and that you can see that verified today. Uh, It may be sooner, it may be later, but that is the median level. Three score and ten. Three score and ten is seventy years. A score is twenty. Three twenties is sixty and ten is seventy. I'm going to be seventy-one January the 20th. Oh, friend of mine, I'm already a year beyond uh, what is the median level because God has been gracious and God has been good and merciful to me. And I want to use the time that he's given me wisely because I realize that I'm not promised, not even tomorrow, but I'm not promised beyond that, uh, very long beyond the three score and ten. It said by reason of strength, strength for score if you have a strong constitution you're very healthy uh, there's that you could go to 80 but once you get past that then it's a very uh, any time uh, we could go to be with the lord a friend of mine i am so glad that I have the blessed assurance that when this life is over, that eternal life uh, springs forth and comes forth. Amen. And that's a whole other uh, teaching that we will teach on. But I want you to know today that God has sent His Word, is sending His Word to heal and to deliver from destruction. Oh, friend, today, it could be your day to to make that eternal decision that will affect you forever. Amen. You know, the only thing you have to do to be lost is nothing. To do nothing in response and reaction to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to that call of God to come and drink of the river of life freely. Now, I pray you won't miss that call. And when it comes, I pray that you will respond to it and run to the Lord, not from the Lord today. Amen. What he offers you is beyond any any way of describing the worth of it. Praise God. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, once again, we're talking about Jesus, our lion and our lamb. Proclaiming Jesus Christ as sacrifice lamb, sovereign Lord, and soon coming King. Let's read once again today our 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 beginning text uh, to set a context for for all that we're going to talk about on this issue of Jesus, our Lion and our Lamb, and the Lion and the Lamb. Listen, Revelation five one through ten. John said, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat upon the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. 
And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, nor under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereupon. I want to stop just for a moment once again. This book in the hand of him that sat upon the throne had to be taken and unsealed and opened, seal by seal, portion by portion. That that purging process of the earth through the great tribulation that is surely coming begins with a sealed book and someone worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. And friend of mine, this many, many Bible scholars agree that this book represents the title deed to the earth that was lost when Adam sinned. And the devil became, not because God appointed him God, little g, of this world. No, but because Adam listened to him and disobeyed God. And there is, there is listen to Romans 6.16. Whoever you and I yield our members, servants to obey, his servant ye are, whom ye obey, whether God unto righteousness, nor sin unto death. Satan got a foothold in this earth, this planet, because Adam, who had the authority and he had the autonomy, he had the the sovereign free will that God gave him, chose to listen to the devil Whoa, you say, wait a minute, uh, preacher, it was Eve, wasn't it, that gave him the apple? Yes, but he was there. He could have said no, but he said yes, and he disobeyed. And whoever you choose to obey, make no mistake about it, his servant ye are, whom you obey, whether sin unto death and whether God unto righteousness. Satan gained a foothold in this earth. And friend of mine, I want you to know today that he is active. And you can see psychologists are trying to figure out why people are doing what they are doing, why someone would 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 kill people with no political agenda, no no religious agenda, uh, extremist, uh, just for the sake of killing. They can't figure it out. They don't understand that there is an evil influence in this world. There is an entity called the devil and there is evil. I, I want to stop. Now we're going to we're going to not just continue our thought on this subject. I, I something comes to mind here and I, I need to to share it with you today. I feel strongly, strongly uh, uh, an impulse of God to share this true story with you today. Uh, we had a man come and he ministered for us many, many years ago. And he had an organization in New York, a state called Cops for Christ. Cops for Christ. And he told the story of a homicide detective in a bad, bad part of New York City 
who had worked uh, and uh, in homicides saw all kinds of killings and murders and in every conceivable way of carnage and he was a hardened and cold man his wife had become a christian began to pray for him to know Christ as his Savior, but he was very hardened because of the kind of job that he had and just because of the kind of man that he was. And he said, he said, he never even believed they're they're in a in a literal devil and a literal hell and a literal heaven and a and a God a creator and savior. He didn't believe in that. He was focused only on his job, and his job was something that exposed him to the the underbelly, the the dark side of humanity. And he said there was a stakeout on an apartment. And he was called to participate in it looking for a serial killer that had killed several people just for the sake of murdering them. And they, they, they set a perimeter around the building, went up the stairs to the fourth floor, he said, and they burst in the door. And when they got inside, uh, they looked all around the room and there was no one there. He said he went over to a an ashtray, and there was a smoldering cigarette still in the ashtray, halfway smoked. He put his finger in a coffee cup, and it was still warm. The half a cup of coffee was still warm. They just missed him, and they still couldn't figure out how he could get out of the building with it surrounded like it was. But he said, here's what happened. He said, I have seen every kind of carnage and every kind of of murderous situation. But he said, I felt something in that room that I had never felt in all of my life. He said, I felt the presence of evil. The man is not there. The serial killer himself had just left the room before they got there. How, they don't know. But he said, I felt in that room the presence of evil. And I didn't even believe there was a spirit realm, that there was a devil or there was a God. But in that room, I felt the presence of evil. And he said, it shook me. I was hardened to crime scenes, hardened to seeing bloody murder, bloody murder scenes. But in that room, he said, I felt the presence of evil. And it suddenly I became aware there is a spiritual realm. There is a, there is a literal devil that is influencing in this world and there must therefore be a God. It must be true. There is a realm beyond this physical material world and there are entities and influences in that realm. He went home and (laughs) sat down in his easy chair and of course his wife on the coffee table as she always did. She put a New Testament, a little New Testament and he picked it up, began to read in the book of John in in the New Testament and he got down on his knees beside that easy chair and accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. 
and became a participant in Cops for Christ. Hallelujah. He had to be exposed to this spiritual realm to really understand, begin to understand. And you know today, as we're sitting together here around the Word of God, there are many Christians, I I don't believe, are fully aware of this realm that we're dealing with. We we admit and give mental assent that there is a devil. We understand there are demons. We understand there's a nether world, a dark world. But we don't always uh, come into the presence of God like we need to. <laughs> Friend of mine, I want you to know without the presence of God, church is nothing more than a social organization. It may be very good at doing some very good things, but God called the church to be a spiritual organism, not just a religious organization. And I want you to know today when Adam bowed to the devil through obeying him instead of God, he gave the enemy a foothold and influence in this world that God did not authorize. But spiritual law that God had set in place allowed this to happen. And the spiritual law is very simple. Once God's word is established, it becomes spiritual law. And the enemy knows this, and he wants you and I to break spiritual law. He wants us to to cause harm to come to ourself by bowing to him, listening to him, obeying him. The Bible said that he is the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Every person that is in rebellion against God on this planet is under the distinct, direct influence of the evil one. And and the Bible teaches, you are of your father the devil and his works you will do. No, we're not all going to become serial killers or murderers, but there is no limit to the... To the capacity for evil that mankind has. And we are still shocked, and the sociologists and the psychologists are shocked at what man is capable of toward his fellow man. We understand it clearly in the scriptures. We're told as Christians in Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10, we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness and high places. And listen, the rulers of the darkness of this world. In another portion of Scripture, it says, Though we are in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Friend of mine, when this this event was taking place in Revelation chapter 5, when he that sits upon the throne, you see the, the culmination of the book of Revelation is that God's kingdom 
comes, <laughs> like we've been praying for. And the king, because God's king comes, Jesus Christ, to this earth. And we rule and reign with him, praise God, right here upon planet earth. And the devil and the false prophet and the antichrist are cast into the lake of fire with all those uh, that have refused the gift of forgiveness through the gift of salvation and the gift of righteousness. Oh, friend of mine, this was a momentous occasion because a man lost the title deed, and it took a man who never sinned to be able to take the book. You see, judgments were going to fall in the book of Revelation upon all the inhabitants of the earth. And because those judgments are falling, a, a man without sin, remember what Jesus said? He said, let he that is without sin cast the first stone. And no one, no one was able to cast the stone because no one could say they were literally sinless, that they had never, ever, ever sinned. But there, there, it took a man to get back what a man violating spiritual law had given up and given over. And the man was none other than Jesus Christ. Praise God. He came down and took on flesh so he could live a sinless life, shed sinless blood, and take the book from him that sat upon the throne and open the seals thereof. Listen to it. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat upon the throne a book written on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book to loose the seals thereof? No man in heaven nor in earth, neither on the earth was able to open the book, neither to look upon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us. This is identifying Christ perfectly. And hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and made us unto our God kings and priest. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus Christ is our sacrifice lamb. And he won the victory 
at the cross, by going to the cross. He is the lion who became the lamb, who was resurrected to be the lion forevermore. He is absolute King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And the worthy lamb has made us worthy. Jesus is the lion because he became the lamb, according to Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Listen to it. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation, and took on him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father." Hallelujah. Praise God. Make no mistake about it. One day, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. You see, the scripture teaches by one man, sin entered the world and death because of sin. Not just physical death, but eternal banishment and separation from God called the second death. Oh, friend of mine, but through one man's obedience, one man's absolute sinless life and sinless blood that was shed as a sacrifice for us, Jesus won back for us that that Adam lost in the garden. And a friend of mine, I want you to know today, amen, you can be forgiven. You can be, you can be absolutely set free from the power and the influence of the evil one. You can be transformed, hallelujah, from the inside out if you decide to come to Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. He has all power in heaven and in earth. And he gained this exalted position because he was perfectly obedient even unto the death of the cross. So he could save you and me. So God could forgive you and me. Remember why? He was sent into this world while he was born of a virgin. No, no sin, uh, no sin tainted his blood so that his blood could be an acceptable sacrifice for sin and for sinners. Oh, friend, oh, what a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. There's no one like him today. Jesus humbled himself allowed men to beat him, hurt him, and nail him to a cross so that he could forgive you and forgive me. 
But make no mistake about it, there was no weak man on that cross. This mighty lion laid down his life. You know what he said? He said, no man takes my life from me. They thought they were doing that. They thought they had the upper hand. The devil thought he had the upper hand. But Jesus said, no man takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down. And I have the power to take it up again. And on the third day, he proved that power was more than sufficient. Hallelujah. Amen. Death on that day was swallowed up in victory for Jesus Christ and those that would put their trust in him. And today I'm talking to somebody that is under the influence of the evil one. And listen, friend, before anyone comes to Jesus, we're under that influence. We sin because we're under the influence of a sin-darkened world. And because of the evil one and the, the minions that he has, this hierarchy of, of, of d- demon powers, <laughs> the spiritual wickedness in high places is at work today. The rulers of the darkness of this world are at work 24-7 today. Ah, but the ruler of heaven and earth is at work as well. And the mighty Holy Spirit and the angels of God are at work today. And I am convinced that right where you are, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, is telling you that you can be set free, that Jesus died on the cross so you could be set free from Satan's prison house of darkness, that your mind would be no longer blinded to the reality of eternity, the reality of these two kingdoms, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness, and that you would be free now to choose the kingdom of light and the king of light, Jesus Christ. And he will be your mighty lamb, standing up and showing his scars in your behalf that you might be forgiven and then become what he is and always will be, the mighty lion that stands to defend you from the accusations of the evil one because he doesn't have to defend you anymore from the condemnation of God because you are forgiven. You are redeemed by his blood. You are set free to serve God. (laughs) You are set free from the prison of darkness. Today, I believe that God is speaking to someone in this audience because this gospel is sent to you to set you free. Praise God. I'm so glad to be a minister of the gospel today. I'm glad to be part of the process that Jesus began on the cross of intercession between God and man. I'm glad that that ministry of reconciliation has now been passed down to his followers and we are authorized to lead others to the foot of the cross and to lead others to the Christ, the mighty lion 
with all power in heaven and earth, who laid down his life and became a lamb as it had been slain. He didn't gain that victory for himself. He never sinned. He didn't need it. He gained it for you. And he gained it for me. And I pray today, in the name of Jesus, that you will come to Christ right now. Repent of your sin. Change the road that you're on and come to him just like you are. And receive him as your Lord and your Savior. And I'm going to tell you by the authority of God's Word, there is no demon, there is no spiritual influence in your life that will not be broken. Satan's prison house will have to let you go free. And you can serve God. And you can know that when you draw your last breath here, you'll take your next breath in heaven to live with Him forever. And He will welcome you with open arms today. And if you're not a Christian today, please heed His call and come to Him. And if you are a Christian today, stand firm in your standing. Love the Lord. Serve Him with all of your heart. Because His coming is very, very soon. We love you. Come back next week. And let's talk about Jesus.